Welcome to Sacred Heart's podcast series, The Heart of Sharon Road. Welcome to the Heart of Sheridan Road podcast. I am Anne-Marie Turpeck, your host. Today, we have the pleasure of hearing from Ms. Jill Run, an iconic Sacred Heart Schools teacher, the lead teacher for Hardy 2, and the co-director for the Middle School Musical. Welcome, Jill. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. You are our first dedicated teacher um, Heart of Sheridan Road podcast. <laughs> well, no pressure. <laughs> at all right right no, I feel so honored and I'm so excited to kind of share my story and my sacred heart experience with everyone well we're thrilled to hear it and this came about audience because I have the pleasure of being in Miss Wren's classroom every Wednesday with her and her boys and I thought she would be a perfect person to highlight on our Heart of Sheridan Road podcast So Jill, I have been here for six years and you long preceded me at Sacred Heart Schools. How long have you been teaching at Sacred Heart Schools on Sheridan Road? You know, I really had to go back and think about it and kind of uh, count the years. But Sacred Heart Schools, I have been with Sacred Heart Schools for 26 years. Three of those years were at uh, Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. That was when I first started out and was first introduced to Sacred Heart Schools. And so then I guess that leaves 23 years here on Sheridan Road. So has your whole career been in Sacred Heart education or were you in other education before? Um, I was, when I was first married, um, my husband and I, we lived in Lexington, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And I started out in the public school system there in Lexington, where I uh, taught a first, second and third grade combined class. Needless to say, I had my hands full as a beginning teacher. Definitely. Baptism by fire. And now you have (laughs) 20 students and you're the lead teacher and you have an assistant. (laughs) Is that correct? That's well, I have 19 students this year. Yes. Yes. So um, what drew you to education and just in general for your career? Well, you know, originally I didn't want to be a teacher. My mom and dad were both educators. My grandpa was an educator. My aunt and uncles were all teachers. And I was like, I am not going to be a teacher. So originally when I went to college, I was going into like journalism, public relations and advertising. And at the end of my junior year, I decided, I don't know, I was walking, I can picture it very vividly. I was walking to the library uh, to study. And all of a sudden, was, I was like, I, I want to be a teacher. I'd always been like a camp counselor. I had done Bible school, Sunday school, I babysat, I was kind of a nanny. I was always kind of a natural around kids and loved them. But I think I just wanted to do something different than what everyone in my family was doing. And I had kind of made my mind up. And then I don't know, call it the Holy Spirit, call it what you want. But I went home or and called my mom and dad. And I was like, it was just the end of my junior year. I'm going to change my major to education. And so I have a journalism degree. I have a teaching degree. I have a music endorsement and a psychology minor. And I spent an extra year summer schools trying to like cram all of that in. And so that's kind of how my teaching career started. Wow. And so you mentioned you started in Sacred Heart Education in Bloomfield Hills. And what drew you or what, what causes you to stay in Sacred Heart Education? There are so many things, but I do know 
so vividly. I remember my first experience with Sacred Heart in Bloomfield Hills. My husband was traveling and I was, I got a, a call. We had mo- just moved to the Detroit area and I didn't have a job yet. And I had gotten a call of this random call and uh, they had heard about me from who we're not really sure. Actually, I think it was a gentleman that we met on the airplane who was connected and we just kind of made friends with him and there were some delays. So we spent some time with him. But anyway, I got this phone call and my husband was traveling. I went in and it was for um, originally a music position, but I had expressed, I'd really love to be just a full-time classroom teacher. And one of the second grade teachers was getting ready to move into the public school system there. She was an older teacher and getting ready to move on. Um, And so I, I kind of went there, I shadowed. And as soon as I walked in the door of Bloomfield Hills, I knew that place was different. And I couldn't really put words on it, what it was, but everybody was different. Just like how I was greeted, how everybody talked to me, everybody said hello to me, the kids were amazing. And then I got the job. And um, I was so excited about that. And just So that's how I got into Sacred Heart by, I think, really an angel on an airplane. (laughs) And then why I stay at Sacred Heart is because I think, well, there's so many reasons, but community has to be the main, the main thing, the sense of community and everybody working together for the the good of the children and the goals. Like, Mm -hmm. I just love how those goals embody everyone and everything and all of our decision making and the things that we choose to do and how we teach. And I didn't really have that before. I didn't grow up. I mean, I grew up in a religious household. I grew up um, not in private education. I was in public schools all growing up. And so I didn't get that sense of like community in the way that I think Sacred Heart embodies it. And, and also in the, in really the, um, the working for other people and the social justice and all of that, that Sacred Heart does so well. I never really got to do that in a public school. And so I think initially that is really kind of what, you know, piqued my interest and kept me staying. But just, I've learned so much from all the amazing educators um, here. I just, there's so many wonderful things that I could say about Sacred Heart, the service that they do, their, their dedication to education, and also just as an educator, feeling empowered to kind of try new things and do the things that you think are going to work best in your classroom for your kiddos. You don't always get to do that. And um, I love that I get to be creative on a day-to-day basis. And I love that the team that I work with in my division, that, you know, we always are trying new things and bouncing ideas off of each other, that it's truly a collaborative experience. It's It's not just me. Like you can always count on somebody else to lend a helping hand um, to really kind of get you through the day, through the year, through the month, through good times, through bad times. So the community stands out the most to me, but um, so many, so many fun things. I would, like I've always told my husband, I'm, you know, when we were moving here, I said, I don't care what I do. I will garden. I will do whatever is necessary to be at Sacred Heart in Chicago when I knew we were moving to Chicago. So, um, and <laughs> I was lucky enough that I didn't get a, I didn't get to teach my first year. I actually worked in development oh. my first my first year, but I knew that I had to be at Sacred Heart. That I wasn't going to go any place else. 
Wow, that's inspirational. Um, so if I'm understanding correctly, you started at Bloomfield Hills teaching second grade and it was co-ed there. Is that correct? It and sure now was. you are, have you taught after your year or two stint in development, have you taught second grade Hardy your, the rest of your career here? So I, I started in, um, in development and special events for one year. And then I went to second grade girls for one year. And then Janet Underwood was the head at uh, the primary school head at the time, or it was set up a little differently, but she was our head. And I remember her coming to me and saying, we'd really love you to teach second grade boys. And I was like, what? (laughs) I mean, I always feel I'm such like a girl's girl and all of that. And I honestly was terrified to teach boys. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know. But if anybody knows me, they know I'm up for a challenge and I'm all, I, I, I love saying yes. I love trying new things. And so I was, of course, yes, I will do it. And I ended up team teaching second grade is structured a little differently then. Um, Cause you remember I've been teaching for hundreds of years. So this was a <laughs> long time ago. And uh, I team taught with Mara Fuller and I have to say teaching those boys, I, it was the best decision I ever made. I adore teaching second grade boys. And I have taught second grade boys ever since. Wow. And what do you love most about teaching the boys? Oh my gosh. I love their energy. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of energy, but I really love their energy. I also love that they are so inquisitive and they're funny, and they have such great sense, a great sense of humor. And I love to use humor and silliness in the way I teach. And I feel like that's a great connection with my students. Mm -hmm. I love that when they have a problem, we talk it out, and they're able to kind of move on from that. Once we kind of solve it, they can kind of, for the most part, throw it in the garbage and move on. Or to quote one of my favorite animated characters, Elsa, uh, and let it go. And uh, so I, I love that. I love that they're just, they're happy, they're positive, they're eager to learn. Uh, and the second grade age, I just think is, is one of the best. Mm-hmm. Well, as I mentioned, I've just been recently um, enjoying Wednesday lunch in your classroom, and I have thoroughly enjoyed seeing your engagement with students and your management of this group of of 19 boys. So after they spend a year learning with you, what do you hope your boys move on to third grade or lower school with? What skills and do you hope to inculcate in them and just foster in them? Well, I I really hope that they always have a love of learning, no matter what age they are, that they'll continue to to be inquisitive and ask those questions and go out and find new things. I also always encourage them. One of my, one of my rules is to always participate and always jump in because you always have two choices. You could sit there and not pay attention and not put forth your effort, or you could choose to make the decision to be an active participant and get as much out of every situation as possible. And, you know, we talk about there's things we're always going to do that we don't love to do, but you might as well make the most of it and get the best experience out of that. So I always encourage them, I guess you could say, to dance and to jump in and to take part in that. And I hope that's one thing that they'll take with them. I hope that they always also choose kind. Mm -hmm. Um, 
we read this book, Wonder, and like if any of the past students are will listen to this podcast, they'll or and so many kids have read this story, but there's so many great life lessons in it, and it really promotes such great class discussion and how to be kind no matter what. And you always have a choice so to choose kind. So I guess those would be the the two main things. I mean, there's hundreds of things I hope they take away, Mm -hmm. but I think those are two really important things to me. Yeah. I, um, looking around your classroom, I see your marathon medals. And I also noted (laughs) your first, we are human on the, um, Uh, on the wall. You have choose kind hanging in there in your classroom too. Yeah. I'm sure that this experience with your boys is something that they'll always remember for the rest of their lives, actually. So I, I hope so. Um, in the course of your teaching here, I'm sure you have heard a lot. And in my short time in your classroom, I've heard a lot from the boys, um, including needing to comb my hair, which is oftentimes big and and curly. So what are some of your favorite out of the mouth of babes quotes? Well, some that are more appropriate, (laughs) appropriate to say, um, as you know, in second grade, we have the sacrament of First Communion uh, and also reconciliation, but First Communion. And one of, we used to, and sometimes we still do late, we let them taste the host before it is consecrated. And uh, so they were all tasting it. And one of my little nuggets came up to me and says, I know this is the body of Christ, but it really tastes like cardboard. (laughs) (laughs) So that's one funny thing. Yeah. Also in uh, the line of First Communion, they were also able to sample the wine. So they knew what it tasted like before it was consecrated. And uh, one student also says, not the same student, but a different one. Um, I know this, I know this is wine, but I've had wine and it is not wine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, uh, one year, several years ago, we had a student come in after summer vacation. It was like meet the teacher day. And, you know, how is everything going with, uh, how was your summer? How is everything, you know, you ready for the school year? Yeah, I was busy. I'd been really busy working out and lifting weights. I'm up to eight pounds. Wow. (laughs) I'm not even up to eight pounds yet. (laughs) (laughs) And then also, of course, the big old debate about the hand sanitizer. Standing at, uh, this was uh, last year at the, at the sanitizer station, sanitizing our hands. This smells like tequila. It's not tequila. It smells like wine. <laughs> Weren't some people creating hand sanitizer out of alcohol? Like they, tequila? Yes, they were. <laughs> I think so. Everybody was doing something to get by. But uh, and those are just a few of the many, many funny stories. And along with funny stories come funny drawings that can be misinterpreted into very funny things. Okay. And uh, so there's all kinds of crazy things, but I always, you know, I try to tell the parents, don't believe, if you don't believe everything that comes home from school, I won't believe everything that's said that happens at uh, home either, because you do hear some really funny things. Yeah. My husband always wants me to write everything down and uh, make a book of the funny sayings and the crazy things kids do, but, and it's a great idea, but we really don't have time for all, yeah. <laughs> for all of that. 
Well, you're very busy here. I know that from um, seeing you work at a distance too. So I know in addition to teaching, you are heavily involved in the spring middle school musical and you also um, oversee our best summer yet summer camp. So how do these experiences, I believe early on in my time here as well, you chaired the Isaac steering committee. So you're heavily involved. How do these other experiences round out your sacred heart experience as an educator? Well, you know, I, I think I, well, as I said before, I really, I'm a yes person. I like learning new things. I like putting myself out there. I like trying new things. I love being involved. I never want to miss out on anything. And um, I think by doing, I mean, they're all passions that I have. I, you know, I grew up as a, I was a camp counselor. I, I went to camp. I think that it's such an important experience for kids to have and I know we're a city you know we live in the city but we try to make it as camp like and as fun as possible and I think that's fun for the kids so I want to do that the musical well musical theater is one of my passions I sang in college I I do community musical theater um you know sing at first communion confirmation any chance I can get honestly I would I love to sing I love to perform and dance uh and I just think that I love giving and providing those opportunities for our students, you know, and those things, I mean, they're passions of mine. So they give me energy. I, that's why I do a lot. It, it really kind of fuels me and gives me energy. Um, and, you know, I really believe in educating the whole child and being able to provide all of these opportunities for our kiddos, especially at this age, to get to try a little bit of everything and see what they like and what they might want to do. And maybe they also will have a passion and uh, in one of these areas and, and, and move on, you know, summer camp is just kind of a fun, it's a different role for me because I don't teach. I kind of more oversee it, but yet I get to know the kiddos. So it's kind of still a break from teaching for me, but also keeps me busy. I like to be busy and really to provide some fun, you know, fun summary programming for our kids. And hopefully maybe this year we'll see kids in the neighborhood if things work, if things work out. Mm-hmm. I know you are also one of the choreographers of the Halloween dance. So mm. how long has that been going on at Sacred Heart Schools? And what has been one of your most memorable um, dances or songs? Well, you know, I think, so I've been here, I guess, 20, we said 23 years. So it's been going on almost 23 years. I don't think that we have done it every single year, but it has actually kind of just grown and grown and grown. And so, um, yeah, I love doing that. I can't wait till we get to be back on that stage with everybody. Some of my most memorable ones, I don't know. I just remember when Jack Lothian taught here and he's like seven, two or something, and I'm five, one, (laughs) and I was partnered with him. So you can just, you know, imagine the height difference and how silly that looked. And I remember that I was on, I, we were dressed like an, like as Sacred Heart students. And I don't know, I don't think it was a Taylor Swift song. I think it might've been Call Me Maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, I was on a desk dancing with him uh, the whole time because I was so short. So that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. We also did Thriller. It was, I think the, tw- I don't know if it was the 25th or the 20th anniversary of Thriller. We did that and we kind of did a flash mob where we got parents involved and they kind of came in and just started dancing in the gym with all of the kids. So that was fun. But honestly, I look forward to that every year because I love teachers 
I always appreciate somebody putting themselves out there and really trying something new and they might not be comfortable, but they do it for the kids and they get out there and you see, you know, you see somebody that you don't always get to see and they're out there trying to learn the choreography and they do their best and they do a great job and it ends up being amazing. I just, I love that. I love that people put themselves out there. So yeah, hopefully next year, fingers crossed, we're back on stage. But it should be commended that it still went on um, this year in COVID. Videos, videos. (laughs) Thank goodness. (laughs) We're all resilient, learning to turn on a dime (laughs) to keep the spirit moving. I have to imagine when our alums grow up to be adults and have to answer those security questions for their passwords on their various accounts, (laughs) and one of them may be, who was your favorite teacher? I think... I would mm-hmm. suspect a high percentage of at least the hardy two boys would say Mrs. Wren. So how does it feel to see your kids grow up and re-engage with the school? Whether if they come back for the alumni concert, they return for the spring musical, which we have the high schoolers do that, or they just stop by as many of them have before COVID um, to, to pop in and see their teachers. Well, first of all, I would be totally flattered if somebody used my name as their password. Uh, But I, you know, it's really, it's kind of funny. It it makes you feel old. I'll be honest. It makes you feel really old when you see these kids come back or, you know, like I'm out and about in the city all the time. And very rarely can I not run into a Sacred Heart family or a past student or, or someone. And actually one of my past musical students was my teaching assistant for three years, uh, Margo Ulrich, now Margo Johnson, who's a lead teacher in first grade. So it does make you feel old, but it also makes you feel really proud. And that, you know, these kids are coming back and they're supporting the school and they're supporting, you know, the musical. And when we can, we try, we just, the other day went to see uh, Henry Jones, not that long ago, he was doing a, um, a musical down at Jones Prep where he goes to school. And it was a student kind of, I think, written run production kind of at the last minute. And his mom reached out to our creative team to like Justin, Margo, myself. And we went down to see Henry in this um, performance. And so, you know, really trying to support these kids in the choices that they're making, even after they leave Sheridan Road. But it just, it, it just really makes you proud to be an educator. And again, it comes back to this community and being part of such a wonderful community. And I think that kind of speaks for itself that, you know, students want to come back. They want to work here. They want to help with, you know, alumni stuff. Uh, they want to see the musical. And I think it's an also an opportunity for them to kind of share what they've done and to, you know, to say, you know, and be proud of the, the works that they have accomplished. I do miss because of COVID that, our high schoolers aren't able to come back and, you know, visit and pop in. It's always fun, like to be in the middle of reading a story or working on math with the boys. And like, all of a sudden you have these, I don't know, six foot tall gentlemen standing in your doorway and all the boys are like, who's that? Is that Mr. Wren? And I'm like, no, it's not Mr. Wren, you know, but they were second graders once. So it's really, you know, that's really nice. So hopefully we can kind of get back to that one of these days. When the alums come back, they've changed a lot, but I don't think that you've changed. They're probably like, you're timeless, you know, those. Oh. <laughs> well, you are too sweet, but yes, no. I have changed. I have changed. <laughs> so if you were not a Sacred Heart educator, what would you be? What would you be doing? Oh my gosh. There's 
there's so many things. Well, what I would truly want to be is I would want to be a Broadway star on Broadway in New York City, singing and dancing my little heart out every single night of the week is what I would really do if I weren't a teacher. Maybe um, you'll be discovered. <laughs> maybe, maybe for the senior citizen, <laughs> the senior citizen um, series of Broadway, maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, no, the other thing too, I mean, I have so many like passions and things. I love fashion. I would mm -hmm. do something with that. I also adore flowers and gardening and I do flower arranging and I've done some weddings and things like that. So, you know, maybe like a flower truck or something like that. I don't know. You know, I always joke that I, you know, we make guacamole. I love guacamole and anybody that's been in second grade, I teach them how to make it in our co-ed or our social studies. And um, I always joke that I wanted to start a guacamole restaurant called Aguacate. And, uh, but then I was like, well, maybe I could do a flower truck, guacamole truck and sing show tunes out of it. And I would be a pretty happy camper if that could happen. I, I that would be lovely. I could see it all. Yes. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience, Jill? This will go to everyone connected with Sacred Heart School Sheridan Road. Well, just hi to everybody from the past. <laughs> I hope everybody is happy and healthy. You know, I um, teaching sometimes gets a bad rap. I have to say not at Sacred Heart. I love it. And I would encourage people to be teachers and to be educators because the world needs positive role models. Mm -hmm. um, let's see, what else? No, I just, I feel just so lucky to be part of such a loving community and to be where I am. And I do believe that this is where I was meant to be. And uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess that's it, you know, like just to to never give up and to follow your dreams and work hard. I don't know. I kind of sound like a, a billboard right now, but really, really to do that. And hopefully that no matter what, you know, you always have a home here and you will always be supported once you're a child of the sacred heart. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for yeah. being a guest on the Heart of Sheridan Road podcast and really for all that you bring to our students and community. This is Anne-Marie Turpak with Miss Jill Wren signing off on the Heart of Sheridan Road. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to keep an ear out for our next podcast.